0: Namihi Nui, and welcome to Elemental. This is a journey through the chemical elements to mark 150 years since the periodic table was invented. I'm Alison Balance from RNZ and I am really enjoying this alphabetical chemistry romp.
1: And I'm Alan Blackman from Auckland University of Technology and as part of my job I get to romp through the chemical elements every day.
0: Well so far in our alphabetical adventure we've talked about actinium, which I hadn't known about, and aluminium, which we all know about, but this one I've never even heard of. Uh, Americium, is that how you
1: say it? Americium, I think, is the correct pronunciation of that. And, yeah, you're right in that I think not a lot of people will have heard of americium, although, as we'll find out, it's more common than you might think. And americium on the periodic table has the chemical symbol AM and an atomic number of 95, which puts it down the bottom of the periodic table. And what I find most interesting about uh, americium is that it was invented under a cloak of secrecy, but you find it in most homes.
0: Just before we do that story, I am curious about how it got its name. It looks like when you see it spelt America, even though we pronounce it a little bit differently.
1: Indeed, and the people who discovered this particular element, a very famous uh, American chemist by the name of Glenn Seaborg headed the team. He looked at where it would naturally fit in the periodic table, and the element directly above that is an element called europium, which we will come across, obviously named after Europe. And so they decided to name this one after America, so hence americium.
0: So it was just a bit of naming one up and shit. That's excellent. So it's <laughs> radioactive. That's like actinium, which we heard from in episode one.
1: Indeed. And this, in fact, is the first synthetic element that we will have hit in our journey across the periodic table, alphabetically anyway, which means it's manufactured in the laboratory, that it doesn't occur naturally. And the way that they make it is they take another element, plutonium, and they bombard that with high-energy particles and some stick, and you end up with uh, atoms of americium as a result of that.
0: This history about it. The fact that it's a synthetic element, that it was made in the lab, is that to do with its wartime history?
1: So yes, this came out as an unexpected result of the Manhattan Project, and the Manhattan Project was the Allied effort to develop the atomic bomb, which was dropped on Japan at the end of the war. And in fact, it was discovered in 1944, but it wasn't allowed to be announced until 1947, which was after the war, again, due to all of the secrecy and not wanting the Russians to get in on this and all of the Cold War stuff. And in fact, it was announced not in the normal way that you would expect a scientific uh, result to be announced. Normally, they get published in journals. This was in fact announced on a children's quiz show where the discoverer of this particular element, Professor Glenn Seaborg, was appearing as a guest and he told all of the teachers listening that they would have to update their periodic table to include one more element.
0: I wonder what the kids thought of that, whether they realised quite what the significance of it was. <laughs> Indeed, yes. So so this thing was born in war, really. Um, yes. Is it
1: useful? Do we use it now? Well, here's the weird thing, is that it's in most people's homes. And really? They really? I don't
0: have radioactivity in my home, <laughs> Alan.
1: <laughs> yes. Is New Zealand really nuclear-free? And the answer to that is no. If you have a look on many smoke alarms, you will see a little radioactive symbol on them. And that is due to the fact that your smoke alarms contain americium.
0: Ah, I have seen that radioactive symbol now, you remind me. I did not know that I had americium in my home.
1: (laughs) So the way that this works, these smoke detectors, is that americium, we've said that this is radioactive, and anything that's radioactive gives a high energy particles. Now, we're only talking a tiny, tiny, tiny amount before everybody gets scared that they've got radioactivity in their home. We're talking about... 0.3 0.3 of a microgram. Oh, which that's very small. Is tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny. But the way that it works, this sample of americium—in fact, it's americium oxide—gives out very, very high energy particles, and they interact with uh, molecules in the air, and they ionise them. They take electrons off them, and that leads to charges, and that can then mean that an electric current can flow. Now, if you've got smoke in there as well, then that Stops these alpha particles interacting so much with the molecules in the air and ionising them, and it means that any electric current is a lot less in the presence of little particles of soot, smoke, etc., etc.
0: And that's what sets the alarm off?
1: Indeed, and that's why they call them ionisation alarms.
0: Ah, yeah, that all makes sense. Thank you.
1: (laughs) And, uh, by the way, for an interesting fact about americium, they are considering using this as a replacement for very, very, very highly toxic plutonium, In spacecraft batteries, obviously if you have a bit of an accident when uh, spacecraft's taking off, you don't want plutonium spread all over the uh, atmosphere. Americium is not quite so nasty as plutonium is.
0: I wonder if they have smoke alarms in spaceships. (laughs) Anyway, now just before we wrap up this episode, we should confess that there are quite a few synthetic elements, like americium that we are not going to cover with their own podcast. There's a few we're going to skip, so Alan... What are the ones that sit close to americium and that we're not going to give their own podcast to but deserve a bit of a shout-out?
1: Well, there are elements named after famous people. We've got Einsteinium, element number 99. We've got Mendelevium, element 101. Ah, Ruther- so,
0: he, reminder, he's the one who invented the periodic table, so I'm very pleased to hear he does get his own element. He,
1: he is immortalised on the periodic table. And our own great Ernest Rutherford is uh, immortalised as well, Rutherfordium, element 104. So basically, all of the elements after uranium, we'll be treating them in one big podcast.
0: Excellent. But next week, we will, however, be looking at something that does get its own podcast, antimony. Antimony? I don't know how you pronounce that quite properly.
1: (laughs) We will find out next week. Of course. (laughs) So, you've been listening to Elemental, a journey through the chemical elements to mark 150 years of the periodic table with me, Alan Blackman from Auckland University of Technology...
0: And me, Alison Balance. I'm at RNZ, where I also make the science and environment program Our Changing World. You can find Elemental online at rnz.co.nz
1: slash chemistry. And you can also subscribe to the podcast for free at all the usual places, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and Radio Public. And please rate and review us if you can. We'd really appreciate some love to help other people find us. Radio.
0: that's us for this time. I'm Alison Balance.
1: And I'm Ellen Blackman. Bye for now.
0: Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you.